at each picture you do, you get more confident. And the pastel pens, as we've said it before many, many times, are is a fantastic medium, a learning medium, a teaching medium. It teaches you. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, Dad? Oh, I'm all right. Talking over Skype this week, Steve. Yep, I think people probably noticed that. Uh, I think they probably have, yeah. There's a little bit of echo, isn't there? But I can see you on the screen. You can. You can see me on the screen, so it's almost, it is face-to-face. We're practically in the same room. We almost are, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, you good? How's it going down there? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Have another good week. Another good week from the weather point of view as well. It's been gorgeous. We're getting out, out and about a lot and um, doing a lot of work. The only thing, folks, which you don't know about is that I have the videoing. I'm doing quite a lot of videoing at the moment. And I have to do it in small bursts because if I leave the window open, it's really noisy and it would come out on the video. So I have to close the window that I'm working in in my little office come studio area. And uh, it, it gets very uncomfortable because all the lights as well, you've got all the lights um, up in the videoing as well. And I have to close the door, my, you know, the, the actual office door. So I'm like in a little cocoon sometimes. So I have to have it in small doses. <laughs> you don't want to faint on camera. Weather. You don't want to faint on camera, do you? Uh, no, 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 I don't do that. But uh, it's just interesting for people to know what we have to put up with, you see. <laughs> oh, these in, in horrible this, conditions. Hot, sticky weather. Yeah, these horrible... <laughs> no, I have to do it in short bursts. Sometimes, uh, you know, I can do about half an hour, maybe three quarters of an hour, but no, I can't do much longer than that. I have to give it a little break yeah. and come back to it. But, I, you know, you... Can't have it always. You can't have a lovely, sunny, beautiful, lovely summer we're having and have the cool... Uh, I couldn't even have a fan here because that would, that would be um, whirring away. I have complaints from people saying, what's that noise? Yeah, that's it. That's it. And likewise, I'm not complaining, Steve. Likewise, you can't have the window open because you'd hear all the noises of people going past, which might well, be quite interesting. Because we're, we're flooded with students at the moment in Broadstairs. Broadstairs is a lovely place to come to, and the students know that. So we end up with about four million students around. <laughs> and they, they pass underneath my window because it's on the way to the, the schools, the English schools. So you go, jabba, 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 jabba. And it's not just one. It, it's, it's 400 people going past. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, good. I've got that off my chest, Steve. Good. I'm glad you vented out that frustration. <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's crack on with some feedback this week. The first one is from Ivana. Ivana says, it felt great to hear you answer my question on your podcast. I love being part of the Colin Bradley Art members. It brightens up my day. That's oh, really that, nice. isn't that nice? Um, well, we, we, we're glad to have you and everyone else as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's your podcast as much as ours. Absolutely. So we, uh, we'll continue to mention all these lovely people that keep writing in and giving us feedback and so on. Speaking of which, the next one is from Don. Thank you, Colin, for your constructive comments. This is regarding the peaches. 
I believe, which went out today on the blog. There's feedback on the Peaches uh, picture that he did, and uh, people can log on and uh, check out your advice on that. Uh, so thank you, Colin, for your constructive comments. All points will be taken on board. I must say I am enjoying your pastel pencil courses, and with each video you produce, I take a step to- step forward with my understanding of how pastel pencils work. I look right. forward to your next excellent video instruction. Thank you again. Well, and, and thank Thanks, Tom, Tom for his contribution because he sends these pictures in. We can put them on the blog, and we can show other people. You know what what adjustments can be made, or little tips I can give. This is really valuable, and we're getting a, we're getting a few more now. And uh, keep them coming, folks, because they're, I don't mind doing them as long as they people realise they go onto the blog, and other people see them. But how how valuable is it, Steve? You know, people yeah. who are starting out maybe look at that and think, "Oh, I'll take that on board." Yeah, absolutely. It's worth just noting that for anyone new that uh, doesn't know of this service, uh, if you are a member of Colin Bradley Art, so if you subscribe to to watch all of dad's videos and and everything then you can also send your artwork via email to straight to dad and dad's email address is colin at bradleygallery.co.uk and then when you send it you will give the feedback and we'll put it on the blog so other people can sort of view that feedback and view those tips yes absolutely i would i would urge people to do that yeah it's it's very very good for everybody yeah okay thanks don the next one is from michael now michael has done uh, the free courses that we offer on our website and michael says hello colin i can't believe i was able to do this picture i have no illusions of ever being as good as you but for a guy that had a massive stroke 12 years ago it's great i did your free lessons just to see if i could actually do this and i'm no artist believe me and they actually turned out great After my stroke years ago, I tried a few hobbies, and this is one of the most fun and satisfying ones I've found. Thank you for making this as simple and as enjoyable as even without, even someone with disabilities can do it. I will be joining your site soon, and I really look forward to accomplishing something that I'll be proud to hang on my wall and say, I did that. Well, you should be proud, Michael, of the work that you've done already, because it is very good. It is. And I think, Steve, we've got to add that to what I was going to say there. Um, each picture you do, you get more confident. And the pastel pencils, we've said it before many, many times, are is a fantastic medium, a learning medium, a teaching medium. It teaches you. And everybody will get better. I've, I've not known anyone not improve with um, you know, the, more lessons, more instruction, and looking at, and doing the projects. I've not, not known anybody who hasn't improved so michael you've got you've got a long way to go i, I admit but uh, it's a great um path and you'll find at the end of it you'll have definitely have a picture worth framing and it's going to be sooner than you think we've had many people uh, i know it, when i was doing the shows and we used to come up to me and say do you know that picture that pack i bought last year i framed it that's the first one I ever did. So many people say that. Because one of the things we do, when, when you are copying a picture, one of my pictures, you think, well, oh, it's not as good as Colin, because it's not. You don't expect it to be. But if you ask somebody else, you know, who uh, hasn't got any axe to grind, what do you think of this? They go bananas. They say, well, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. They're looking at it from a different eye. 
And we really got to do that. Do you know, when I was starting out, I don't think I told you this, Steve, but it's very important. When I first started out painting pictures, I used to take them round to a neighbour because I, I was quite pleased with it, but I couldn't really see it. And I took it round uh, to the neighbour and she had a look at it and she said, that's fantastic, I love the way you did it, I love the way you did that. Now, although you're kind of like seeking praise, it still gives you that inspiration. You know, you think, oh, well, I've done a good job. Someone else is looking at that and thinking how good it is. And I think that's important to do that. When you're you're very self, everybody is self-critical. And if you start going down that road, you never get anywhere. But if you can take it or show people who really uh, would give you an honest answer, you'd be amazed at the comments you would get. Mm. That's very good advice. That's very true. It's very important. You've got, to, you've got to start building up your confidence, and that's one way of doing it. Mm. Mm, good advice. Okay. Well, thanks, Michael. We look forward to welcoming you as a member of the, the website and seeing more of your artwork. And obviously every picture you do goes towards the accreditation, which we'll, we are on our way of setting up. So <laughs> after your 10th picture, you would have progressed you know, quite well and, um, and worthy of your of silver accreditation. Well, the thing is, is hang on to the pictures you've just done and put them against the 10th picture. Yeah. Then you'll see it. Then you'll see how much of an improvement you've made. Yeah. Great. Okay, so that's the feedback for this week. Moving on to some questions. The first one is from Anne. Hi, Colin. I'm writing to tell you what an advantage the new ivory colour shaper is. I am painting the Yorkie at the moment and the shaper moulds the hair perfectly. Should you just have a light touch all the time with this shaper? As you explained, it it must be used like a paintbrush. And when painting hair with a quick, uh, with with quite a quick touch, is this right? Uh, I I think yes, on the right track, definitely. The great great colour shaper is used for blending, and if you can say a stronger blend, I suppose you would you, you could term. Uh, the ivory colour shaper is more uh, is the lighter touch, but with more finesse to it. And usually, you find that once you've used a grey colour shaper, you can then use the white over the top of that, on top right. of it, and that gives you a smoother finish. the The whole idea of this is to smooth out the the, the pastel um, dust, you know, that's, that's on the picture, and this does it beautifully. The ivory colour shaper is, I wouldn't like to do without it now, that's for sure. Yeah. Having done the pictures recently. So I would say to Anne, yes, she's probably right there. Although I would say if it works for you, that's, you're doing it right. Yeah. Well, if the effect, if the effect uh, happens Mm. on the picture, then yeah, you must be doing it right. So it's almost like you're painting. I mean, there's a good example on YouTube recently. We uploaded a snippet of the Siamese kitten where you're using the ivory colour shaper just to blend out the fur. It's only a few minutes long. So go mm. on to uh, your YouTube channel, uh, anyone listening, youtube.com slash Colin1940, and it's the latest video we've uploaded. And it's and it's just really fascinating. You are almost sort of stroking it and blending mm. it out. And the one thing I found interesting with that is that um, because you're blending sort of dark to light, you had to rub the colour, uh, or light to dark, you had to clean the colour shaper after every stroke. That's right, you'd Un- have to do that, yeah. Yeah, until you wanted to get a bit of texture and a bit of sort of 
tone um, mixed between the two, in which case you sort of try to few without cleaning it. And you could, because it picks up obviously some of the pastel, the ivory color shaper when you, when you use it for blending, but that in this case can work in your favor. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I've even gone as far, so far as to touch the darker color and then put that directly into the uh, so whites. It, it absolutely is like a paintbrush. That, that's exactly what it would be. Yes. So it's really, it's it's fascinating. And I I, I know we've stressed it quite a lot recently of how much the ivory colour shapers have completely transformed your artwork. And that is a pure example. And so check out the video if you haven't already. If you watch the full video of the Siamese kitten, which has gone up, if you're a member of the website, you'll see that used consistently throughout the project. And it's a really, that's a masterclass of how to use an ivory colour shaper. And the, mm. the grey colour shaper you use quite a lot in it as well. So mm. it's like a complete painting masterclass with pastel pencil. <laughs> Absolutely, you're quite right. I, I totally agree with you there. But the thing is, when you look at the finished product, Steve, I mean, it's gone down really, really well on Facebook. You know, people have really responded to it brilliantly. Uh, and remember, I mentioned to you before anybody knew about this, when I finished the picture, I said, Steve, this is a bit special, this. And there was something about the picture that was almost indefinable. I mean, I've had so many comments on it saying, this is wonderful, beautiful, don't know how you did it, so on, so on, so on. Um, which means it, the, the impact it's made is, is phenomenal. And I've got to tell you that it's the colour shapers that had put the icing on the cake there. That's given that little extra something that perhaps was missing before. I don't know. I loved all the pictures I've done. But it looks like... Something nice. It looks more like a painting. It's more painting. Like I said, I think I said this last week, it's like it's a soft pastel painting, but it's not soft pastel. No, no. you've You've got the best of both worlds there. You've got the detail, which you can see, really clearly, especially over the nose area and um, on, on both under the eyes, particularly on the darker areas. It looks incredibly realistic. And then you've got the um, impressionism, really, of putting the, the very fine hair, which is impossible to do ordinarily. You couldn't do it with anything. I can't imagine any other medium where you could actually do that with, um, with it. So you, you've got the best of both worlds. You've got the best of the detail and you've got the best of the uh, softness, the fluffiness to it. I can't, I, I, I honestly think that that's probably the best example uh, we're going to ever do of the colour shaper. I mean, I've done some since then and they are stunning, um, which I can't talk about. But um, when people see them, they'll also say, gosh, this is the same, it's got the same feel to it. Mm. And not just in... Do you know when it all started, though? I think it's when I did the children. That's when it all started off. I could I could feel the colour shaper working for me in a different way yeah. to what it has done before. Yeah. yeah. So there we are. Long may it continue. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, we're reaching a, a new era of pastel pencil work now. It's very exciting. It is. Okay, the next question was actually is two questions uh, from Gabrielle. I would like to try painting a dog or something on my own without your help, but I am terrified that I could stuff it up. Somehow I am scared for myself. Have you ever experienced this yourself? 
Absolutely. Oh, gosh, yes. When I first started uh, the pastel pencils, uh, I used to get it almost every time I, I started something. I mean, it, it, especially if you're moving from one subject to another, it's a very weird experience. Am I going to be able to do this? And the thing is, you have to challenge yourself all the time. And I, I urge people to do this, challenge themselves. Why I look at this is, does it matter if I if I cock it up? I cock it up. It's better to have tried than not to have tried at all. You know the famous saying goes, and this is true. So I would always say, do it, do it as relaxed as you can, and call in all the experience that you've had. I mean, I don't think Gabriel's done it very often. Actually, she hasn't been doing it very long. But her pictures are good, so she must have picked up already quite a lot of the technique from the pictures he's already done. And now those, you don't forget that. That's, that's locked in your brain. So when you start to do uh, a new picture on your own, you'll be calling upon those um, techniques, yeah. those experiences, and you'll be amazed at how easily you can actually interpret what you're seeing. I'd give it a go. Give it a go and try it. Mm. It doesn't matter if it doesn't work. It, you know, you, you've got to accept the fact that sometimes things don't. Yeah. But it's worth, you've got to do it. You've got to try it. But I do, it, I mean, the question was, have I experienced it? Yes, I have. Yeah. And I think every artist does. Mm. Okay. So the second part to Gabrielle's email is another question. I would like to post my paintings on the membership site, but don't know how to. Stephen explained it once, but I couldn't do it. Can you ex- please explain how to upload the pictures? So uh, this is one for me. That's your, your bit, yeah. <laughs> I'll just sit back and listen to this myself. <laughs> so uh, when you're logged into our membership site, there's uh, art courses along the top, and, and in that menu there's a community. And that's where all of our members interact with each other. So if you click on community, you'll, you'll be in that area. There's a section called artwork, and when you go to artwork, you scroll down to the bottom and it's got create new topic in artwork. So you can write your title and then a little bit of blurb about your picture. Now, I prefer well, the way we're doing this is we're, we're getting people to upload them on a separate um, website. You know, like there's, there's loads of image hosting companies out there. The one that I've uh, recommended to people on the community site uh, is uh, tinypick.com. So T-I-N-Y-P-I-C dot com, tinypick.com. And you just upload your pictures to their site. And then once that's uploaded, it only takes like a few seconds. There's a, a link. It gives you a direct link to that picture. So you copy that direct link and then you go back to where you're creating your new topic in artwork uh, and then you paste it in. I've put instructions like uh, with screenshots, which might help people. Uh, on the community site if you go to community and then you go to uh, techie help which is sort of my domain there's uh, one right at the top posting pictures so it's basically giving you screenshots of exactly how to do it so i'd just go there and follow those steps uh, well, that's great advice then steve isn't it if yeah. you if you have any uh, problems you can always get in touch with me i'm happy to help um gene just recently one of our members posted on the uh, artwork site and she said it was oh it's not displaying correctly um and i just went in and tweaked it and told her what what she did 
you know once you've done it once you will get it yeah, right. right every time it's um it's, it's really straightforward so there you go so um good question though and i hope that helps anyone else out there that might be wondering how to do it so lastly uh we have two sort of questions well two-parter from rennie i found an australian site where I can purchase the individual pasta pencils for a good price. The only paper they have, though, is the Fabriano Tiz- Tiziano? Tiziano? Yes, that's right, yes. Yep, uh, in Sahara Sand. I have not received it yet, so I don't know what it will be like. Do you know of it? Is it a similar, a similar paper to you? Uh, do you know of it? Is it similar to the paper you use? Uh, it, um, it's not unlike it made by Fabriano anyway, so you're going to have a similar kind of content. Um, I think it's got a little bit more of a, a bubble, tooth bubble, rather than the, the the sort of lines that we have. Right. But it's worth a go. I mean, she's she got it anyway coming, so it's worth trying it. Uh, but I don't personally have experience of it. I don't have to. I've got, I've got Andre, and I don't need to go any you know further than that but if you can't get hold of the Henri paper well then you know you've got to try something different try something else yeah uh, so give that a go well let us know yeah let us know how you get on and how it differs from the the Henri that would be really great so the other question she has is is regarding backgrounds I'm painting pet portraits at the moment and I'm not sure about the background base colors do you always start off with white or do you use a paler color uh, of the finished colour and then slowly use stronger and stronger shades. So this is right. backgrounds. Well, this is a good question and backgrounds are are tricky things. But let's, let's go through the mechanics uh, of it once again. I'm sure people won't mind me doing this. The idea of putting a base on is so that you can put other colours, stronger colours, into that base. Okay? It's the same with the pastel pencil. If we're doing a skin tone, we have to put the white, the ivory, the pink, we have to put that on, then we can put the darker ochres on. Otherwise, if we just put the darker ochres straight on the paper, it would look harsh, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to blend it and get any kind of resemblance of, the, uh, of what you're trying to achieve. Now, backgrounds are the same idea. You have to put a base on. Uh, do I always use white? No, I don't. In fact, I don't use white hardly at all as a base colour. I prefer to use ivory and grey, light grey. These are the two colours that I prefer to use, even sometimes the combination of the two, but I usually only put one colour on to start with, all over, and rub that in well into the paper. So you, you, what you've got is a foundation. And if you think of it like a reception area for all those other colours you're going to put on. Now, this will only apply if you're going to a light to a medium tone, okay? If you're going to do a dark tone, you don't do the light colours because otherwise you'll never get the dark, dark enough. Okay, so let's assume that you want to do your, your, your got your pet portrait all finished and it's got maybe quite a lot of grain if it was a black uh, German... Uh, Black Labrador, for instance, um, you would have a quite a lot of grey in it. So the grey you've used, the light grey you've used, it, be it 230 or 270, whichever, whether it's warm or cool, that would go on and would be rubbed well into the paper, right up to the image. You shouldn't have any paper at all, anywhere, showing through. Once that's on, you can then choose the colours to go on top of that. What I would tend to do is to choose the the greens the ochres maybe a little pink maybe a little red 
colors, I can't tell you what they're going to be because it, it, blue is another color that you could add. You can add these colors to that reception area and it would work very well. If you uh, put the ivory on, if you're doing a warm animal, maybe a, a golden retrieve or something, that would be work really well with ivory as a base. And then you do exactly the same. You put the ochres in and uh, and so on and build them up that way. Um, if you were having, a, if you had a dark colour, then you would use one of the medium toes, either medium grey or the brown ochre, which is 182. So the medium grey, 273, 233, depending again on whether it's warm or light, uh, or the uh, ochre. Or if it was going to be a very dark green, let's say you want a very dark green, you intend putting black on, uh, then I would probably use something like 168 which is a medium green, and that would go on first. You don't put any light colours underneath that. It just goes on because you're going to be covering the uh, roughness that will be created because if you put 168 and rub it in, you'll see a, a texture to the background. The ivory and white and the pink and the, uh, the grey, you won't get a texture. It will just rub into the paper. You won't see it. But if you put the brown ochre, the green, the dark green or the mid-green on, uh, and any other colour, you'll find that you'll have a texture. But that doesn't matter because you're going to put the dark colours on top and those dark colours will hide the texture. Have I explained that well enough? Yeah, do you think, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I completely agree. It's a really good rule, actually, of, of sort of saying if you're going to have a dark, a real dark background, you start with a medium tone. If you're going to have a medium mm. tone background or a lighter tone, then you start with a lighter colour. It's just two stages, haven't you? But what I found yes. interesting about that, remembering colour numbers, because I'm not, obviously, I, I, I don't do the, the artwork, but I know a lot of the colours anyway, but I think of a good a good way of remembering those is that the two thirty is the light and the two three three is the medium. Mm-hmm. So, it, but it, it's only a three on the end. You're changing the three. The two seventy is the light. Two seven three is the is the medium. It's a really That's good. Right. The same really, two three over two three three. Yeah, it's a really good way of just remembering. If anyone mm-hmm. out there is you know thinking, oh, uh, all these numbers and the people do question that. They say, oh, can't you just say the names? Well. The numbers are a really good indication of actually saying what the tones are, and that is a good way of saying that, I think. That's right. That's right. Oh, it takes practice to do this. I mean, one of the, the lovely things about the members' side, I, I've, when people are following me and they're copying the pictures that I do, they're getting all this information. They're getting the uh, the right colours that are being used all the time. And that, that again, is experience. Yeah. When you come to do your own work, work which you eventually will do, uh, those you'll call upon those. I mean, I remember, but it's always best to play safe. You've certainly got to put um, a pastel pencil um, if you're doing a, a medium light to a medium background. You've got to put a lightish pastel pencil on. But I, it's quite rare. I actually put white as a base color. Very rare. Okay, I would add white to it. it People see me add white afterwards, but uh, I wouldn't put it on at the beginning. It's a bit stark, that. Okay, good. Well, there's some really great questions there. Thank you, everyone, to, that sent in questions. If you've got a question for the show, then you can go to our website, colinbradleyart.co.uk, and click the contact page at the top and fill out the form, and we'll get your question. We'll read it out on the show. Yes, keep them coming. We've got some great ones this week. 
And yeah. uh, you know, we'll do every week. We get good questions. Yeah, even if it's feedback, even if you want to tell Dad how great he is, that's fine with us. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we also uploaded the kitten, the Siamese kitten, which is, as we said earlier, has gone down an absolute storm. And many, many, many great comments on that. So we hope you're all going to try that project because it's a, it's a cracking one. I think that's it for this week, isn't it? Have you got anything more so. to say? Yeah, I, I think I think we've, uh, we've we've done very well this week, Steve. Good. Let's cap it there. It's Skype. Yep. Let's cap it there then today. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.